What's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined today by Coach Murph, Coach Pace, Coach Natty T, and welcome back, Coach Stair. Coach Stair, what up, what up, though? Man, glad to be cool. back. Glad to be here, man. I'm ready to pod. Let's do it. Good stuff. For those of you, you know, haven't followed us for too long, Coach Stair was on last year, had a wonderful episode, and he graced us with, with his presence again this evening. That's right. Yes, yes. So we got a lot to talk about. NBA playoffs, so much craziness going on. Who is James Harden? Where does he belong? You know, you got KD stuff going on. Make a statement. Kyrie Irving's not going to get his contract with Nike, I guess, extended, all that kind of stuff. There's just a lot that these playoffs are affecting players on and off the court that we need to talk about today. All right, so we're going to start with a little segment we call like it, love it, or hate it. And we're going to start with the chippiness. So, you know, we've seen a little bit, you know, we grew up watching 90s basketball. You know, the Heat versus the Knicks, the Pacers versus the Knicks, Bulls versus, basically everybody versus the Knicks. And then you had like, you know, other, 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 you know, Seattle versus Phoenix was a tough series going in. You know, Houston had their, their enemy, uh, it was Houston and Utah used to go at it all the time. Like, you know, you had your stuff back there where you knew they didn't like each other and they weren't playing all friendly and stuff like that. They were out to like basically destroy each other on the court. So we've seen some chippiness through this playoffs. And so um, I'm going to start with Coach Natty T. What do you think about the chippiness so far in the NBA playoffs? I mean, overall, I, I like it. Um... You know, it's a, you know a bit remnant of of the past, even though it's definitely a lot more flopping going on. I would say, in mm-hmm. a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, as far as the the spirit of it, I do like it. Um, but I, I just don't like administratively how it's being handled from the top down. I'll, I'll say that. That'll be my second lap on the other question, but but I do like it overall. I don't love it, but I like it. Okay, all right, Coach Pace, what do you, what do you, what are your takeaways from the chippiness of the NBA playoffs? Um, I'm cool with it. I think my thing is though, it is the flopping more so because that's what's really killing the game. Like I'm sick of like all the reviews and stuff. We got to review every foul now. Like if. You know, if somebody get tapped on the head, they're talking about it's a flagrant too. Like it's it's getting a little out of hand. It's disrupting the flow of the game. So I mean, outside of I'm cool with the chippiness, but I think it's more so the refing and how they call in certain fouls and stuff like that. Like I think, you know, Gary Payton's foul should have been a flagrant one. He just landed wrong. Like, I mean, and, you know, stuff like that happens. That's not Dylan Brooks' fault, but he just landed wrong. Like, his arm snapped. And nothing you can do about that. But outside of that, I mean, it's just a little little out of control. Coach there, what you got? Um, In terms of the chippiness, I love it. Uh, as me personally, I'm a competitor. I love playoff basketball as a whole because – there's too many games in regular season. So I feel like it's drawn out, people doing the whole sitting, I don't really want to play today. But when it comes to playoffs, you can't hide. And I think it was Draymond that said, like, there's a lot of people in the NBA that, like, you know, they really not that dude. 
And you're seeing it. Like the Timberwolves with Cat. Like Cat was like, oh, blowing kisses. Like, bro, you just got eliminated in the first round. Who are you blowing kisses to? <laughs> like an MVP, but a candidate. Like, you got the city down, but that's on you, big fella. Um, And then, like, I'm loving this Luca and uh, D book energy. I'm loving it. Yeah, the flops are definitely annoying because they're trying to, like, one up each other in terms of, like, this Oscar award they're playing for. But, like, I definitely like that they're going at each other. Like, oh, like, you hitting threes? All right, watch this. I'm going to catch this triple-double real quick. Unfortunately, I feel like the Suns may fold, but that's that's a whole nother story. Like, that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Coach Murph. I believe it's just the same across the board. Everybody should love it. Because one thing that we were all, you know, excited about with all the uh, teams coming in and new young stars is, you know, saying like, oh, the, you know, the NBA is in good hands with all these young, talented kids. But now with the chippiness, it's like we're starting to see new rivalries build uh, that can last, you know, going forward. And like, I feel like for a few years, you really can't think of like a, a rivalry outside of the Cavs, uh, Golden State Warriors. There wasn't really no conference type. It was always like Golden State is beating everybody. LeBron is beating everybody. They meet in the middle and, and that's it. But now you can see Memphis and Golden State is going to be a thing. Memphis and Minnesota is going to be a thing. Um, you know, D book and Luke is going to be a thing. Uh, and then this, the same out East, you can say that. Well, you can kind of say heat Philly. Um, but I think that team might get blown up. So I don't know if you can say, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. And then plus <laughs> and B and, and Jimmy Butler likes each other too much. Um, but uh, you can say Celtics Bucks. That can be like a rivalry. It's not like as chippy like all the other ones, but you can see that they might be the gateway for a lot of teams out east that you're going to have to get through them. Like they're just looking like they're going to be the team to beat moving forward, both of them. So um, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And then plus you can kind of – well, you can see the difference. How we always say playoff basketball, playoff basketball, and it's like – what, what is it? And this is what we want it to be. This is the difference between playoffs and regular season. Hot take real quick. I don't even think there's really a thing between Luca and Devin Booker. I think since CP3 got there, CP3 improves everybody around him. Because Book, I feel like Book is like Kyrie, okay? Before CP3 got there, they weren't doing nothing. Soon as CP3 got there, same what happened with LeBron. Soon as LeBron got there, Kyrie, you know, took off. See what happened. So I gotta see what happened when CP3 like retire or leave or something like that. Cause I feel like Luca is Luca. I mean, Luca is on another level when it comes to D book. Like they're not on the same tier. Like he's like a tier lower or two below him. So it's like I don't even think that's a rivalry. That's just D book. You know, with the antics, because he got CP3, and they actually doing something now. I got to see D-Book lead a team before. Luca been there, done that, seen it, multiple NBA. Like, I'm not worried about D-Book. When it comes yeah. to- I can, I can 
like I know that, but I think it's not more so of a talent thing. I just think it's going to be more of a with you know Luca leaving game four, like or game five, saying oh everybody wants to act tough when they up stuff like that just resonates. So you just know that it's going to be a battle when they face. Like I don't think it's a question that Luca's like head and shoulders better than book he's just more versatile we saw what he'd done solo against you know paul george and Kawhi leonard for the past two years so it's like we know that book isn't touching luca but you can see that it's like all right these guys like it's going to be a different type of battle when they play each other versus if he were to play somebody like cat and the timberwolves or even john memphis it's like this is the guy who I know I'm going to always bring like 110% against. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just a quick note. That's one thing I didn't like. Like, I feel like Jordan Poole, I feel like it was a little OC. Like, he, like, because I saw it the first time when I saw the replay of the injury for Ja. He definitely tried to injure him. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if y'all trying to agree or disagree, but you can clearly see his hand clamp onto the knee. And his other hand push. So that's not how your knee or body is supposed to act. So that was a dirty move that I really didn't like. But also going back to the East comment that you made, um, Coach Murph, it's Giannis versus the world too. Because with no Middleton, I love – because he's playing physical ball. And he just wants to go to the finals to prove people wrong. That quiet as it's kept, if he gets another ring, he's going to be in the GOAT conversation. In like the next two years, but like that's, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I, I did, I did, I did, I did. Uh, you, I, you're not gonna look at that resume and say Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can't pronounce his last name. He's not there. Nah, defensive player of the year, most improved MVP, MVP, Finals MVP, ring. Okay, next go though. Next two years. Well, he said, yeah, he said in conversation in the next two years if he in wins the next this two years, one, you're gonna have to start. Oh. You're talking about all-star, MVP, multiple. You, you, I mean, there's no question that if he makes it to the finals, he'll win another finals MVP. Did it with a team that wasn't stacked. I mean, you think of the GOATs like, uh, you know, Jordan, you're not taking Chris Middleton before Scottie Pippen. You think of Bron, you're not taking Chris Middleton before AD, Kyrie, Wade. Like, not even Bosh. Bosh. Kevin Love, you're not doing it. is number three on that team. Just go remember. conversation. Go conversation. You can start. Like, we're, 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 okay, when we talk remember, about he's only 27. Like top five? But he's, yeah, exactly. He's only 27. Remember, he's only 27. And he's just learning how to shoot. But we can we wait till he's like 32? No. no. You can start having a conversation no, now. Conversation. If you don't see a decline, if you don't see a decline, you can start thinking. Like nobody's saying that. Oh, he wins the championship we this year. We wouldn't even talk about LeBron in the goat convo after this. Because like, LeBron hasn't done what, he, what Giannis has done in his first LeBron ten years. LeBron stamp. LeBron stamp. Yeah, LeBron is stamp. He's one two, but we're just saying he's uh, he's going to start being in the. He should. It shouldn't be crazy for him to be in those type of conversations. No. And you know me, I. But if you look you're, at Giannis' first ten years, early. look at his first ten years. Look at his age. What, what conversation are we gonna have with him? Like, what I'm I'm trying to figure out, like where we because, gonna okay, 
think of it this way. Nobody's really trying. A lot of people are scared to say that he's the best player in the league right now. Who's scared? He is the best player. No, but a lot of people are like, mm, well, you know, because I think the, the difference for a lot of people is that since he's so dominant, you kind of want to put him in the kind of like the category of Shaq and Shaq was the most dominant player, but you know, at times you could view him as like the best player in the league, but nobody truly wanted to give him that because of his play style. I disagree. I think it's more people don't like how it looks. Yeah. So like, cause he's not I, like skillful as a lot of you people. You don't have a say. bag like KD. Yeah. So people don't KD want got plenty of bags in that. Europe right now on vacation. So. Oh, I, bags working out for you, KD. I, if he win, if he gets a, another ring this year and it comes with a finals MVP, I'm, I'm not going to say go, but I would go possibly like top 15? five to seven, top 10. I would go top 10 all time. As in two years. It, I have more points. Because right now people, because I, I, I think with the weight of this, this playoffs and this career, like KD's time is winding down a little bit more. It's winding down. It's, it's so been. with him not really accomplishing anything in the last five years since his Golden State days and that injury before an injury, what I'm worried about, what I think about KD's legacy, like Giannis has so much to gain from achieving this season where he can just leapfrog Kevin Durant. Because if you hold their resume side by side, Giannis is going to be better if he gets a ring this year. This is all pending on another ring. Okay, well, two rings by himself, not with a team that went seventy three. Because he's going to have two rings by himself. This time, I know y'all don't like KD on this podcast. No, I I like KD. Y'all don't like KD. Y'all might as well just say it. It's cool. Coach Pace, Coach Pace, Coach Pace, Coach Pace. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What has KD done in the past five years? I get it. Y'all don't like KD, man. No, what what has he done in the past five years? I need to answer. I'm just looking at his resume in totality. What has he done in the past five years? Wait, wait, wait. If you look at his resume, does he have more MVPs than Giannis? No. One, right? Giannis has two. Man, I don't give a damn. Okay, he got more MVPs than Kobe. That's because they robbed Kobe. Not- no, 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 no. Y'all going up okay. resume. He okay, got okay, more. Okay, well, think about this. Kobe in my mind. Like, Kobe, okay. Kobe, Jordan, LeBron are, in, you know, in a different part, I think, of this. But Giannis is going to creep into that top 10 all time. He's going to start knocking on that door. Because Okay, I'm cool with that. He's like, knocking on that door right now because some people have included him in the top 10 all time. But Giannis is outside the door. If he gets a ring this year, Giannis is opening the door, walking through it. And the finals the MVP. You leapfrog KD. Like he chopped liver around here. No, listen. No, because look. He chopped liver. I got it. I'm cool. No, he's not chopped liver. I, it's it's not really came from Golden State. He has State. one of the best bags that I've ever seen in NBA history. But he must be carrying around a duffel bag then. That's what it is. But this is exactly what we're talking about. People want to talk about bags. But just you know, omit Giannis's dominance. So like, yes, he has a bag, but nobody's talking about how Kyrie is top fifteen, top ten. And what do we say? He's the most skillful player ever. He has a championship. Worried about Kyrie? Literally, literally, Kevin Durant is Loki. Like, uh, outside of the defense, because he's better defensively, is a tall Kyrie. 
man. Coach Pace, let me just let me ask you. Let me ask you a few questions. Let me ask you a few questions. Okay. Yes, if you I said, hey. yeah, I love this. This is chippy right here. We're getting chippy. Hey, no. But let me ask, but let me just let me just ask just some yes or no or just some questions. Let me ask. If Giannis gets a ring this year and wins finals MVP, you think KD's still better, Coach Pace? I don't even think KD better now. Like basketball, I don't think KD's better now. KD's on the decline. No, but I'm saying in total, they're both of their careers end after this year. Giannis wins the championship, gets another finals MVP. Who's better? I'm gonna say currently, career-wise, I'm gonna say KD, just off what he's accomplished. But how? What did he comp- Can you state what he has accomplished? Don't care. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. We're, this is, it's a hypothetical question. It's a hypothetical question. What I'm saying is, years, are you gonna remember that he was with Steph Curry and them, or are you gonna yes. remember? Hey, he was the best player. Yes. In the, oh yeah, he was yes. the best player in the finals, and he dominated. No, because exactly how we we fall, or we try to cherish uh, Golden State's like first championship, and just omit that O'Brien was literally by himself with his best player being Della Dova. Like, no, we're going to remember that. Just like we're going to remember when you think of that, you look at that team, you're going to be like, dang, you have a top 10 player uh, all time in Kevin Durant. You got the best shooter of all time in Steph Curry. You have Clay Thompson, who's one of the best shooters of all time. Oh, they went 73 and nine the year before. I'm like, yes, everybody's going to remember that when you're facing uh, LeBron James and, and Kyrie Irving. And let's not forget that the second ring, the first game of that series was given away by J.R. Smith. Like literally giving away. Just say y'all anti-KD and we call it quit. I just want everybody to admit it. Nobody's saying he's not great. We're just saying that he's going to get leapfrogged by Giannis if he wins a championship this year and win finals MVP. Let me just put some numbers to this, right, as far as career accomplishments. Because when we're talking about if someone's going to leapfrog someone, there has to be some type of career accomplishment that does that, right? Not just... Not just number. Okay, so here are KD's stats as, as of today. 12-time All-Star, 9-time All-NBA, 2-time All-Star MVP, 4-time scoring champ, All-Rookie, MVP, 2-time champ, Rookie of the Year, 2-time ch- uh, Finals MVP, and of course, member of the uh, Top 75. Okay? Now, we're going to switch over to Giannis. 6-time All-Star, All-Rookie, Two-time MVP, finals MVP, champion, four-time all-defensive, defensive player of the year, five-time all-NBA, most improved, all-star MVP, and also a member of that top 75 anniversary. So if you were to add... And at what age? At what age again? At 27. 27. Okay. At 27, with nowhere to go but up. So any... So he has a lot of room, barring any catastrophic injury, to just keep piling on all-stars, keep piling on first teams, all defensive. Like, is KD really going to make a, a defensive all-NBA team? No. Is he ever going to be a defensive player of the year? All I asked was y'all just admit y'all anti-KD. I'm not anti-KD. Okay, wait. Wait, Coach Pace, can I – this is what I want to know. You keep saying that – 
because of KD's accomplishments, he will be better still if it ended today. But then you keep saying you're talking about KD's bag. What does that have to do with his accomplishments? I never mentioned a, anything about a bag. Yeah, you said because you mentioned the duffel bag. You said, well, he must be carrying a duffel bag then. Because I said a duffel bag because of what somebody else we talked about bags. Well, KD has one of the best bags ever. I never mentioned anything about a bag. What is it? What is his I was just making a joke on the piggyback of somebody saying, you know, they were mentioning. Yeah, I said bag. he got one of the best bags that I've ever seen. That's why. Well, then, then what I'm is saying right now, we're talking about him like he got about. a duffel bag. What accomplishments are we talking about? He does. He got swept. You, you, did you? Did you? Did, did we all watch the same series? Hey, oh, and mind you, if I'm gonna, Giannis wins, let y'all have it today. I'm gonna let y'all have if it. Giannis but, but today, this no, year, no. I mean, but did but what happened in in this last series? Did they get swept? Did he know, have gotta, 16 points in the game? There's another two-time champion, well, three-time champion. Yeah. Is he two or three? I was talking about Kawhi in general. But we don't talk about him in the same light. And I, I mean, last time I checked, when he was fully healthy, he definitely shut Giannis down. But we don't talk about him in the same light. He didn't get sweat. I'm saying we don't talk about him in the same light, though. It, it's, 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 he did it for one, one year. He had, he had a great, he had a phenomenal it's year. For a year and a half? One yeah. year? Are we following him because he played for the Spurs? He wasn't. He well, wasn't the same Kawhi you're talking about. Wasn't the same Kawhi because yeah. when he won, like his first year that he won. I mean, you're talking about Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. Parker. To his credit, he still got the Finals MVP out of that. Yeah, so he played well. So it doesn't the take away from him. The only reason he got that Finals MVP was because locking up Bron. Because his his stats in that series. We were talking about Pete Bron though. Like we ain't talking. <laughs> Where do you have where do you have Kawhi then? I'm just asking, like, what and he locked up Giannis. Like, what okay, well, but, where do you have Giannis then? I don't know where I, I got mean, him. where do you have where do you have Kawhi? Okay. We're talking about this, we're talking about KD. Like he, Okay, but you just said that you said Kawhi locked up Prime Braun and then he locked up Giannis. Giannis. But Giannis is not the same player where he is today than when Kawhi saw him. He progressed his game. That's the reason why when y'all that's the reason right now, ain't y'all? That's the reason why when he lost to he lost to the Heat the year or two years ago. The next time he played him, he destroyed him. That's the reason why when he went against KD, he beat him out in Game Seven in his house. That's the reason why he was able to be down 0-2 against the Suns in the playoffs and still come back and win. Are we going off resume or potential? Okay, so let, me ask a, let me ask no, you. No, we were going off, we're going off of potential because you have to project him out. But as of now, if we're talking about at the end of the season, he will leapfrog KD, no question. And we don't talk about Ka- Kawhi in the same light. I think part of it is because, I mean, he hasn't been on the court in a while. But if you were to take Kawhi's resume and put it against Kevin Durant's resume – you would pick Kevin Durant, right? If you were to put Kawhi's resume and put it up against Giannis's resume, you would pick Giannis, right? So we, we can't talk about Kawhi in that same light because both of those resumes are better than Kawhi's right now. And plus we're talking about we're talking about runs. 
like Hawaii's stuff is so far in between because he's missing seasons, playing half seasons. So like he never really went on a run run. It's just like, oh, he was the champion here. He disappears. He's back. So we protect about consistency. So at the end of this year, he leapfrogs KD. And so KD's a top 15 player. No, if if they win the championship and win get the finals MVP. They go win the chip. Okay, so. I, I, went, I, wouldn't, win the chip. I wouldn't go that far. Because they down 13 right now. <laughs> That's light. They was down. What was they down? 13. Yeah, they was down quarter? 17 the other night. I was saying they were down 13 in the fourth quarter. No, that's that's the but that's the caveat here. We're saying if yeah. Gian, if the Bucks win the championship this year, Giannis wins finals MVP. That that's what changes the conversation. I think we're not saying that he's the best player of all time. No. We're just saying we're going to have to add him to that conversation. That's what we're saying. We're not saying he's the best player of all time. We're just so saying like. I'm asking, you take a step so back and look moved, at it. You're like, wow. So has he, he moved 27? Has he moved? Will he move in the top 15 already at 27? Yes. If, again, he has to finish it, wins finals MVP. Yes. In top 15 all time? There's some dudes in the top 15 all time. And so is Giannis. Giannis you, I think they'd be putting Shaq at like 10. And that's disrespectful. Because remember, I mean, Giannis, he's only one of, what, three players ever win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year? I, I got to see I gotta see a top 15 list in front of me and where y'all, who y'all would take out and who y'all would put in. Then I'd be like, all right. Because the top, okay. 15, top 15 is some dudes. Okay. That's fair. That sounds like a great so do you do you have KD currently as a top? We're talking about we're talking about dudes three four chips three four MVP. It's some dudes in the top fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, I think if we should make that an episode if he wins this year. Yeah, if he, if he wins, gonna, gonna have to take out some people at twenty at twenty seven. He two chips. Yeah, all that. Y'all gonna have to eliminate a whole lot of people. No, you're not eliminating a whole lot of people at all. Oh, nah. Eliminate one really. Nah, nah, it, that y'all would have him at fifteen. I would think he would he would flirt around the top twelve of me. Yeah, I was thinking like thirteen off the top of my head. I would have to see like the you know the two because we know the ten. We already most people have their ten. Mm-hmm. You have MJ, not in order, but MJ, LeBron, Kobe, um. Bird, Magic, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Will, Bill Russell, Akeem, Akeem. Oof. I, I I ain't got a list. Y'all say Barkley? Like, where's Barkley for y'all? No, Bar- Barkley's not top fifteen. Really? I'm just asking. Where's, where's Barkley for y'all? Where's so you're saying Barkley would be better than no, you? I'm just asking. I'm asking. I'm asking. He's not top 15. I don't, I don't know. 15, I don't know. I can't think of 15 people just like – I can think of 10 easy. I know the 10, but I don't know 15. Like 11 through 20 gets fuzzy for me. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's why Giannis can slip in there. there. That's, that's why Giannis can slip in there. I got I to gotta look at some I'm, people. I'm the youngest person on this podcast right now. So, like, me – I'm a 93 baby, so I grew up. I'm growing up seeing MJ, MJ, Kobe, Kobe, 
Duncan, KG, all that. So my my view of the NBA is slightly off. Y'all, I never saw the Isaiah Thomases. I never saw like those cats. So that's what I would say. No, but I'm saying even with that, universally, that's your those names yeah. are your ten. Yeah. You mentioned Kareem. Kareem, that's Kareem, the king. That's Kareem eleven. Has to be in there. Yeah, he has Kareem's to be. eleven. Then, so, like the the next four, because a lot of people have Steph Curry as in that top twelve. Kind of got to, kind of got to, unanimous MVP, change the game for everybody. Because like right now, people have like like Steph at that 11, 12, then KD right after him, or yeah. vice versa. Where that's where that's that's usually your list. Does I mention Bill Walton? I'm just, I'm just rattling. I wouldn't me. put him that high. I wouldn't put him that high. I'll say that. I wouldn't put him that high. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna do an episode on this. And we're gonna hash it out right here in the coaches box. So we just, we just stumbled upon <laughs> a great conversation. Uh, but we're gonna keep it moving here, interest of time. Um, we'll just do uh, a little part here. What do you think about the officiating that's going on? Some of you have kind of alluded to it. Um, I know Coach Pace, you were talking about they got to review everything and things are getting out of hand here. What are some of the other people's thoughts on the officiating in the playoffs? Like it, love it, hate it. I'll go. I hate it. And I think it comes from the top because I know for a fact, Adam Silver at the end of each game, they have a call with the referees and they go over all these calls. And what I don't like about it is I think Adam Silver is being too reactionary and not proactive. They're just going, they're just going off the reaction of, of Twitter and what Stephen A is saying. So that's why when you're seeing a guy gets hit in the head once, oh, that's a flavoring too. Then the exact same thing happens the next game. Oh, it's just a flavoring one. Then happens again the next game. Oh, it's a flavoring two. Like make a freaking decision and be consistent. That's all we ask. That's all people are asking for. That Giannis hit in the head, like, on Jason Tatum was just a common foul, but right. in your game, it's a flagrant. Yeah, I didn't like that. So, for me, that's that's where the issue is. Because, again, that, for me, it's coming from the top down. And I, I just – it's just too much inconsistency there on the referee's end. So, I, I hate it. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I was – I hate the inconsistency. You you ruined a, a couple of series. and Well, you ruined that Memphis and GSW series because of these inconsistent calls. One of my biggest gripes was them, um, you know, waiting until they heard about the results, like the true results of Gary Payton before, you know, suspending – Brooks for uh, another game and it's just like if you're not going to suspend him then then don't suspend him now and two that happened like two three minutes into the game so uh, technically you suspended him for two games where you suspend Draymond for one and he yanked a guy out of midair by his jersey and then gave show antics right after hyping the crowd up like he didn't care so it's like, well, like, what are we doing? So I, if you're going to let them play, let them play. 
I felt like they but I don't think Draymond should have been thrown out for his play, just like I didn't think um you know Brooks shouldn't have been thrown out for his. And Steve Kerr just gotta stop it with the dirty player mess. Cause last time I checked when he pulled that move on uh, when Zaza pulled that move on Kawhi that he didn't pull Zaza out the rest of the game. And when Draymond was out there kicking people in the nuts and Axel kicking people in the face, he ain't say nothing about that. He'll just say, you know, Draymond's a winner. <laughs> he just fights hard. He's the, he's the heart of our team, you know? Yeah. So sh- shut the hell up. <laughs> now, I, I definitely agree. I think that the officiating just needs to be consistent. I disagree with that Draymond uh, statement. I definitely think he should have got thrown out because you can't say that's there's no way you can say that's an accident. Like you can't be like, oh my my hand accidentally got hooked in his shirt. Nah, nah, nah. You grabbed a handful and yanked. So it's like Dylan Brooks, it was like, okay, you were clearly going for the ball. Yeah. Swipe. Didn't didn't jump enough, you know, it's still early in the game, like we said. But Draymond, nah, 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 nah. And it's unfortunate that like you could say that he has the reputation, but at the same time, it's it's very like no matter what angle you look at it from, like as the ref, you look at it at the replay or you saw it live, like that's a I'm sorry, that's a dirty play. I gotta call it spade a spade. Because so. he, the, uh, what was it, Clark or whoever from Memphis could just as easily got hurt. He just landed differently, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, right. But he fell awkwardly, awkwardly yeah. enough that he could have got seriously hurt. So, yeah, I don't like the results-oriented type of retroactive punishment that the league did there. Um, So any other thoughts on the officiating? That's that's Um, all I got. But at at the same time, I don't think you'll ever get a happy fan from the official, like, towards the official, because there's no perfect balance. Like, if you were like, all right, we just better have robot refs, and they're going to call the book by the book, everybody's going to be, like, upset about that. Like, oh, let them play. But if you let human error happen, you're going to be like, damn, you missed that call. So there's never there's never really a happy happy medium. So it's just like we got we to gotta do what we got to do. We pretty much like the chippiness. We hate the officiating. Uh, and so, Coach Nighty, you want to talk about kind of like the, the administrative side of things? Yeah, I mean, again, What's bo- what bothers me is a total lack of institutional control for me. For example, the whole Chris Paul incident with his with his family at Dallas, right? So you mean to tell me you can't have box seats for family members or they sit courtside with security behind them? I know for a fact the NFL does it, but the NBA doesn't want to do it. Why is that? Because they don't want to attempt like they're blocking out fans, which is absolutely ridiculous because safety should come first in that regard because you're going to put them amongst crazy people who are drunk. Not a good combination. Another thing, the whole fine that they gave this Philadelphia 76ers for not disclosing Joel Embiid's injury for $50,000. Adam Silver, if you really want to discourage that 
don't have a $50,000 fine for an NBA organization. They use $50,000 for toilet paper. That is nothing. <laughs> like, have a more hefty fine. Again, going back to Draymond, as his comment said, he's like, well, you know, I make $25 million a year. $25,000 is not going to hurt me. Well, if you really want to eradicate that out of the game, Adam Silver, you may want to tick up that fine a little bit. But to me, I think he's soft, period. And I know, I know, oh, hey, they kicked out the owner. They kicked out Donald Sterling. I don't give a damn. You know why? Everybody knew that man was racist from day one. <laughs> Including Adam. Mm -hmm. Including Adam. Because mm -hmm. you were a deputy commissioner to David Sturt mm -hmm. when he bought the team. Y'all knew he was racist. There's repeated history of this man being racist. And y'all kept him around until the little video came out with his, with his then girlfriend, right? So I'm not going to give you credit for that. If you would have took over and been like, you know what, we can't deal with racism, you got to go. You need to sell your team. I'll give you more credit. So I just think Adam Silver is a little, a little too soft for me. Um, I'm not saying you have to go, you know, straight dictator mode, but I just think there's certain things from a leadership perspective at the top that you can set the tone on. And again, I'm going to go back to the, the Chris Paul thing with the, with the fan. This might be extreme, but I think we, we don't live in a, I mean, we, we think we live in an idealistic society, but we have to be practical about these things. Like for me, even the a punishment for the fan, oh, they're not going to come back till 2023. That's not strong enough. Like any sort of shenanigans from a fan, you're done. You can't come back, period. Because yeah. you, can't, you can't walk around outside and just touch people like that. Like you can't do that. <laughs> so I understand why they're allowing that stuff to kind of flirt around in the arena when we can just nip that in the bud very easily. Because it's not all fans. It's a small percentage of fans, but you know, I don't know why we're protecting 10 or, yeah, I don't know why we're trying to protect the interests of 10 when a vast group of people is what matters. Yeah, and piggybacking that is, like, looking at the Boston uh, Brooklyn series. Yep. Like, as a commissioner, you should have stepped in and because not all, I mean, yeah, Kyrie is Kyrie, and he's going to do the absolute most because he is Kyrie. But at the yeah, same time, as commissioner, you got to step in and you got to draw that line so that they're respecting this man at work. Yeah, he's putting on a show for them, but, like, that's exactly how we had the brawl with the, the Pacers. Like, fans crossing that line, which they do and have been doing years after years after years. Like, Utah and Russ, like, you can you can look at all these scenarios and situations until there's like an actual consequence because how many how many playoff tickets are you really gonna buy where it's like all right dang i came back till 2023 okay that was like probably like 10 10 10 like two three racks like come on i'm not i'm not buying that many so it's like this is really gonna hurt me i just watched the game on tv that don't mean nothing so i think i, I definitely agree like he has to do something. It's too. It's way too soft and way too lenient. And I feel like he he wants to stay the cool guy. And when you stay trying to be the cool guy, you're not gonna have 
the respect from the masses. Therefore, people are getting away with a whole bunch of stuff. What I'm what I'm wondering is I I haven't heard anyone say this out loud, but I'm wondering what the owners truly think about him. Considering the fact that there are players that are literally collecting millions of dollars and not playing, who are not hurt. Right? You know? (laughs) So we talked about on the show, you know, a few shows ago about the next collective bargaining agreement. You know, a lot of that stuff's going to change where the foot's going to come down. But I think the owners are looking like, like, yo, Adam, like, we really not going to try to do anything or anything? You're just going to let this happen? We have to wait till this happens in order for us to do something about it? Like, oh, no, we're going to take this into our own hands and we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. Because they're his boss at the end of the day. So it's like a board of trustees at a university, right? They are the president's boss. And so if the president isn't doing their job, the board is going to be like, you need to do your job. This is what we need you to do. And you're going to do it. Or, we'll, you know, we're going to vote you out. <laughs> you know, so like that's, that's kind of what, what's happening here. So I wonder if, if the owners truly respect him as an owner. Maybe not as a, hey, they probably like him as a person, but as a, as a uh, commissioner. Yeah, I mean, some things I think they need to implement implement next year is they, they got to be more hefty on the fines when it comes to players. And I think there should be a thing just like how it is with the uh, text. If you get X amount of fines, you're just going to have to get suspended a game. Like, some, you have to build on something. Uh, the same thing with fans. You should just be banned indefinitely depending on what happened, like, when they were – like last year when you had two, three incidents, whether they're spinning on Trey Young, dumping, you know, food or something on like a player, whatever, ban. It was on Russ, yeah. Yeah, so just ban them. Yeah. You can't – with amazing of a product the NBA is, you can't tell me banning one player or banning one fan that that ticket won't be replaced by somebody else. So, like, there's no – getting rid of them – in a season, just like, you know, Coach Stair said, like, it's – you're not buying a lot of tickets in a season. <laughs> so, like, I mean, somebody you're kicking out probably goes to, like, one to, like, three games a year anyways. So, like, okay, whatever. Um, also, they need to um, – what are players look where they're sitting too so you know there's some money going around with the people that are buying those tickets anyway for you Mm -hmm. to be able to sit that close to do those things to players to get that proximate yeah also they need to give players a a leeway just to to talk trash back to fans like for them to bite their tongue every trip is just annoying like i don't like you if they talk trash just let them talk trash back that's like you can come up with some type of guidelines like oh well you can't curse at them or like something like that i don't know but like you gotta if you really care about fan engagement let them talk trash and then just see where it goes like i shouldn't if somebody's over here cussing at me and calling me a bum i should have a right to say something but like, see, the thing is there's there if you if you do implement that there could, there could be some wild reactions because there could be some 17-year-old who looked grown as hell talking mad wild, and then he's a kid. He's still – like, if you're 17, you're still a kid. 
So if a grown man come back at you with a whole bunch of energy, now in today's culture, they'd be like, oh, no, he's bullying me. He's intimidating me. Oh, oh I want to sue. I want to do this. Because there's a hey, part All I got to say is welcome to outside. That's all <laughs> I got to say. Like, if, you, if your parents are going to allow you to do some dumb stuff like that, then apparently you just got to learn some type of way. This is going to teach people how to mature instead of protecting everybody. Like, you're at this point, you're protecting fans more than you're protecting your own product, your own league. So if they say something that they feel like is so out of hand, then, I mean, so be it. Like, I just feel like just like how we say about the game is just so soft. And like, hey, what can we do to protect everybody, protect everybody? Like, sometimes somebody just got to get hit with a straight. <laughs> <laughs> if if you, you step in the building, you talk to the wrong, you talk to the wrong player the wrong way, we're not, they're not putting hands on you. Yes, if you, you should just be ready to receive any type of energy that you're willing to give out. Cause that's what you're truly looking for. So like, I mean, Kyrie shouldn't have to hide him flicking a fan off behind his head to me. Like if I, if I'm a player and somebody's, you know, cussing at me saying whatever, and I cook one of their players and hit a bucket, I might hit them with a finger while I'm jogging backward. Like I shouldn't, Chris Paul didn't get fine when he said, I'm going to see you later. That's a threat. That's true. That's a threat. But because of the circumstances, he didn't get fine because that will look kind of wild. Mm -hmm. But if y'all was really abiding by your rules, he would have been fine for that. We're going to transition. So there's a lot to And we'll see with how these rules evolve going into next season. Um, the NBA has uh, plenty to talk about in the off season. So we'll see what type of decisions are being made there, but let's get down to some of the games or to some of the series that are going on and kind of what we see coming up. So Miami's already taken care of business. So they're waiting. Uh, the, the, the Boston, <laughs> Boston long. I just, I just want to have a, a quick little thing on, on, on James Harden because that it just irritates so like that this dude has the audacity to come out there you know get out of houston left his talent in houston apparently goes to brooklyn he gets the benefit of the doubt because of the dysfunction of the nets and the hamstring issue then comes in has a couple good games to start off with Philly, and everybody's like, "Ah, yeah, this is this is what this is what we were looking Shaq for." Shaq and Kobe, call it what they said. Shaq yes. and Kobe. He said Shaq and Kobe, and Shaq was quick to nip that in the bud, <laughs> uh, as he should. But then you do you had one good game, pretty much one good game this entire playoffs. One, one. You shot twice in the second half. You had 11 points in the first half. You shot twice and missed both of them. You turned the ball over. He had six or seven turnovers. There's rebounds that were going right past James Harden. And he acted like he had no ball skills whatsoever to be able to locate the ball. So Jimmy Butler just gets his own rebound. And Tobias Harris gets thrown into that too because he watched the ball bounce over his head. And Jimmy Butler just knocks down another shot. And the look on his face, Jimmy's like, all right, if y'all if y'all gonna lay down, I'm gonna make sure you stay down. Then, like, we're going we're gonna move on. I'm not I'm not playing with my food. So that 
And to see the the Joel Embiid in the press conference, that was painful to watch. I mean, this dude got hit in the face again. He already needs thumb surgery in the offseason. He's been playing major minutes because they can't afford to take him off the floor because their number two is playing like number, like number two, if you know what I mean. So, like, that – have back problems, too. He got back problems, too. You know, I'm like, bro, and he said it best. He was not wrong. He said everybody expected the Houston James Harden, and that's not who he is anymore. He's more of a facilitator. And that was even kind to James Harden, to call him a facilitator, because he hasn't been doing much of that either in most of these games. So, and I I promise I'm going to lose it, and I'm going to vent right here on the coach's box if this happens. If he gets a contract extension, if he gets that money, was it $247 million or something like that? Look for, yeah, yes. You're going to hear it right here on the coach's box because that means you could be lazy, not put yourself in the shape, not even play, shoot two shots in the second half of a playoff game, let your entire team down, probably going to get your coach fired and get a contract extension. What other job are you able to do that? Listen, man, let's just let's talk about James Harden, man. Like, just, just let him do his night job as Dollar Bill from Players Club. That's who he is. Just let him just let him run the strip club. You know what I'm saying? Come in, make sure everybody has a good time, you know, drinks, make sure, you know, get some workers' conversation for the strippers. Let him do that. Just let him do that. That's what we need to do. Let's 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 stop getting on James Harden, man. He's just he's not interested in playing basketball. He wants to have a good time. That's imagine, it. Imagine imagine trading a player that wouldn't shoot for a player that wouldn't shoot. I told exactly. y'all I thought I was crazy, but I was like, I thought I thought the Sixers won the trade. Yeah, I told y'all that like, I, was not going to play. What what I didn't didn't like about it, just like I I felt bad for for MB too, especially you know when you're getting beat down by your ex teammate that you didn't want to see leave, mm-hmm. and then it's crazy because as bad as um you know Harden played, all of this is overshadowing Tobias Harris who got who they offered 180 mil before they gave Jimmy Butler an offer. This man is making 35 million a year to do what? Stealing money, just like James. Both of them should go to jail. So now you're going to have to unload that contract, but which I'm pretty sure somebody will probably end up taking them, but that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Like, yeah, we'll take Tobias Harrison, pay him that money. So there's that. And then like James Harden throwing doc under the bus was Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what do you mean like uh the game plan i passed the ball it doesn't make a way back to me they didn't write any plays up for you next like next question but that's what he does that's an mo he he always that's that's what he always want to take blame like if you're not that if you're that guy and you're the predominant ball handler pull up like there at certain times, like think of like a LeBron James. He's a pass first player, but when it comes down to it, if he needs to be like, okay, I'm done passing the ball, let let me just work. 
he's going to do that. You just have to do that, especially with Embiid being, you know, hampered with injuries. You don't have that as an excuse as, well, Embiid is our best player, so we're just going to play through him. It's like he's down. I'm looking at myself as the second best player. I'm going to take over. But, no, you want to take two shots in the second half. And what about when Embiid wasn't playing at the beginning of the series? They ran all the play. James Harden had the ball in his hands the whole time. They didn't run any play, and he still was trash. And this lives on the, the his legacy of how he, bad he plays in close or in you know in yeah. elimination games. Yeah, he's Whatever. horrible. He no, just doesn't playoff, show up. Period. Yeah. Period. yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, they're they're going to resign him just uh, just to save face because of. You know, you can't give up what you gave up for him and just let him walk. So Plus you're going to have to give him one. You, if I'm in B, if you give Harden a max, I'm I'm not I'm not renewing. No, I, I can't come back here because I had to be here with Ben Simmons, and then now you're going to give me an aging James Harden because um, he like thirty three. Yeah, like his, this contract would stretch him out till 37. So, like, if he's already on the decline and he fell off a cliff, mm-hmm. you can't – there's no way you can sell it to me. Like, typically you can be like, oh, you know, the chemistry is not there. They just got uh, together. Like, no, this shows you if you're out or even if you're on the court, Harden can't help you. Tyrese Maxey is going to be your next best player. Yes, and he was. And he was yelling at Harden. That's how bad it is. You have a second-year player calling out your supposed number two, James Harden, like going off. And this is not the first game that this happened. This happened early. This happened a couple weeks ago too. This is at least the second time we've seen on national television he call out James Harden and come out. And James is like, "What did I do? What did I do? I showed up, didn't I? I showed up. Yeah, I stayed out oh, to four a.m., but I showed up." And the funny thing is. How when he was with Brooklyn, there was speculation of how he was trying to tell KD, like, oh, I think it will be better if the balls play through my hand, like play through me when uh, KD was like, you know, we got to pass the ball around and stuff. You get here, you have the opportunity to, to do that with MB being out or hampered with injuries, and you don't do anything. And the thing about it is James Harden is losing the narrative, right? Because, oh, well, you know, Houston just couldn't, do what they needed to do. So he's given, he's paid his dues to Houston. They need, they, you know, he, he's okay moving on. I understand why he did that. Yeah. Chris Paul was there. That was his best shot. And what did people do? They blame Chris Paul. Chris Paul's hard to be with. He's hard to be around. They were going at each other, you know, cause they wanted different parts of the gym at one point and, and all this kind of stuff Their you know, their personalities, all those stories started to surface about behind the scenes beef between the two of them they blame chris paul when he goes to brooklyn because of kyrie shenanigans they blame kyrie they didn't blame james harden now james harden has the microscope on him so that makes me think it was you this whole time always always like he and I'm sick and tired of people putting these narratives on guys that like that just truly care about the game. Like you got CP3, you got Jimmy Butler that 
oh, they're hard to, uh, they're difficult to work with and da, da, da. And it's just like, no, they just care about the game. There's, you got somebody in CP3 who, you know, just had to work extra hard because of he was at a disadvantage with his height. Uh, you got Jimmy Butler who got no looks and had to go Juco, then make his oh, way into Marquette, be a 30th pick, and then work his way into a Bulls rotation that they didn't believe in him and try to talk about locker room issues. Go to Timberwolves, even though take him, them to the playoffs, but he's a locker room issue. Goes to Philly. Y'all don't believe in him. Y'all offered to buy his Harris money first, and then now he's in Miami spanking y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he wanted to be there all you had to do was literally pay him you robbed the fact that philly mismanaged their last like five six years like you failed the process mm-hmm. yes <laughs> <laughs> you felt the process you got nothing out of markel folks when everybody was saying Oh, he'll be a struggle, you know, with his shot, da-da-da, y'all still take him. You take Ben Simmons, who had high potential, but you held on to him too long. Uh, you get you a Jimmy Butler, like a Jimmy Butler and MB pairing. Like, you see what he's doing with Bam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no question that they will be in the Eastern Conference Finals right now if Jimmy Butler was only, there. The only question I would raise is Embiid's health, because he's never been healthy. Like... And as someone who is a Carson Wentz fan, diehard stand, health and availability is a thing. I don't care if it's fluke. I don't care if it's like Embiid is never healthy. So it's like you also have to play that into a factor too. So like, and it's unfortunate that he's literally killing himself. And I love that he's putting it all on the floor. But you're literally falling on the floor and falling apart. And it's unfortunate because his career is not going to last as long as we want it to. Because this MVP year that he was supposed to have, I think that might be peak Joel. I don't know. It could just be me. But I think I health, – Health plays a factor. But I'm looking at it as he was healthy uh, through the playoff. Well, he, I mean, he had the stomach issue. So that's how they lost to Kawhi and the Raptors. <laughs> But um, <laughs> you look at this series and the injury, like outside of when you look at Jimmy Butler and then you see Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, you can trust Jimmy Butler to steal a game by himself or two. Yeah. And then you don't have to put so much weight on MB when he's on the court when Jimmy Butler's there because he could carry the weight. Yeah. He's He's really like – I mean, he's starting to prove me wrong, but I always viewed him as like, because, you know, he's my favorite player. He's a he's a great player, but I honestly didn't think he could be a number one on a team and win a championship. But we'll see that this year. I feel like he's just a solid number two, like right at the bridge guy to be a number one to do that. But he he's on the verge of taking a team to the championship twice. He happened to run into LeBron and AD and then had Bam with an injury. But now you're, you know, the team is deeper. Yeah. You might, if they face, you know, the Bucks next series, then that will be interesting after how they did them last year. Uh, if they play the, the Celtics, I have no doubt in my mind that the Heat will make it past them. But 
the West is looking kind of flimsy right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So. I, I've always liked Chris Paul, but I am praying. I'm praying tonight and I'm praying tomorrow night <laughs> that he shows up on Sunday because he is too great of a player to have these like bad games at the wrong time. He's too good. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm picking the Suns to win, mate, because I, you know, I picked them to, I thought it would be them and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. But I, I am very nervous. I do not feel good about it at all. I really don't. Because it, it just, ugh. It, the, it, it, it's scary. The Western Conference is making me nervous because I was really high on the West going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, the champ, the NBA champion is probably going to come from the Western Conference because. Yeah, I mean, but. But the, they're not showing up like they did in the regular season, right? You know, so you have Phoenix, who won by eight games, beat everybody in the NBA by eight games, come in, and they can, they're not – no one in that series has been able to win on the road, so that's what's going to make this very interesting against Dallas. But you can't you – can't, you just need a one game on the road. So Because there's so much for the Suns to lose, Dallas doesn't have as much to lose in this, right? So we, we're talking about legacies, right? So, you know, Luca was like, can he even get out of a, a round? Okay, well, he did that. And worst case scenario, you beat the best team in the NBA through the regular season three times. Worst case scenario, because these are there, that's already happened. So that's worst case scenario. You beat Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and company, who just went to the finals last year. You've already beaten them three times. That's worst case scenario for, for Dallas. So they don't have a lot to lose. I think Luka's going to get a lot of props, even if they lose game seven. So, but Chris Paul, on the other hand, Devin Booker and company are not going to get that benefit. They're like, hey, you were expected to take this all the way. So I'm a little worried about that because against a better team that's more well-rounded, they, they could have beat Phoenix at home one of those times and the series would have been over, Right. So you're losing to a, you know, you're losing to a team that is just basically Luca and the Lukets right now because yeah. you know, Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. is not there. Nope. There are a bunch of role players. Jason Kidd, this is not his first time as a head coach, but this is his first year with the team. So there's always a transition period. And look at how that's being maximized. You're losing to that group. The Warriors losing the other night is what worries me. Well, because like Memphis technically. You know, I know what it should have, could have, would have. But look at how close all but one of those games were that Memphis lost. Memphis didn't take care of business, and that's why they lost those games. Mm-hmm. Their youth and inexperience and lack of coming through when it really mattered because their offense could be very sloppy and very high schoolish at times. That's why they, they lost those games. because and, and now they get – you were down by 55 points. To the Grizzlies without John Morant, <laughs> there is no excuse that a Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green-led team should be losing by 55 points to a team that doesn't have their best player. Well, and I think the thing I don't like about it from Golden State's standpoint is they're playing the "oh, we're not really taking them seriously" card. I'm like, come on, man, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, y'all gotta get rid of them. Don't give me the we're not taking them seriously card. Like, 
and that's foolishness anyway, because wouldn't you want to rest your bodies a little bit, get the series over with? And prepare exactly, exactly. I feel, exactly. like, I feel like the modern day teams, for some reason, don't have that mindset anymore. Like, they don't want to close out people. They want to, like, stay active and things like that. Because back in the day, they were sweeping Bamas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But, like, the Lakers, they was like, all right, we're going to get y'all out the way. Like, Kobe and Shaq was like, all right, we got to run through the Spurs. We got to run through the Kings. We got to mm-hmm. run through the Jazz. Like, whoever we going to see, we just trying to get to the finals because we got to beat the Pacers. Like, <laughs> So, but I don't think I don't, like I don't think they have that mindset anymore. And I yeah, thought I, like I thought the Bucks were trying to do that to get Middleton back, and then potentially the Warriors are trying to do that to get Gary Payton back. But that's really the only reason that you just completely lay an egg and get beat on by fifty five. Like I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't like how they're trying to little bro Memphis. Like, yeah. oh, we got because okay, you could say that, but you know. You can't tell me, oh, we're not taking them seriously, and you got Clay out here shooting two for 12, 0 for 7 from 3. Like, no, y'all are playing bad. Y'all had Steph a, too. the Steph worst three. Yeah, a lot of threes. That, like, you're having a, the worst. Y'all are – the death lineup is getting killed. Mm-hmm. So you can't – there's only so long you can play with that narrative. Like, y'all have to end this in six. That game six, Clay, has to show up because – yeah, y'all have, you know, the championships um, and, you know, the most experience, but it's looking like, you know, the how we've been seeing all series is that these young players are taking over. They just have a – they don't care about your stature. They don't care about your t- – we, we don't care about none of that. So now you're heading back to Memphis for game seven for a, a team that y'all have been having uh, back and forth with. You got – you know, I – Golden State front runners of, you know, Clay Thompson against, uh, you know, the Cavs talking about Brian, like, oh, uh, I guess he was in his feelings. Then you lose 3-1. You have Steph Curry over here talking about, oh, we going to whoop that trick. Steph, you don't talk trash like that. <laughs> and then you go get busted by <laughs> losing by 55 and lose by like 30 or, you know, whatever, right after, like, just play y'all's game. Y'all don't – Draymond is the only one that talks trash. But, like, this is why I'm I'm just not a fan of that organization. They're just, like – they're just annoying. <laughs> they're just so annoying, bro. If we talk about legacies, Steph's is on the line. It's not. He's it is. Steph- on what line? Yeah, well, we, yeah, nah, we nah, always nah, talk nah, about nah, how nah, he doesn't nah, perform nah, in the nah, playoffs. Nah, nah, nah. That, that's a narrative that he doesn't show keep his numbers decline in the playoffs. That that is a thing. He got kids it, wearing Under Armour shoes to play basketball. I'm no. talking about like no. <laughs> I'm talking about entering like a top ten conversation, right? We talked about those people outside of the door that want to get in. Come on, because if we're holding KD to these standards, if we're holding everybody else, we're holding Giannis to the state, we need to hold Steph Curry to these standards. If you can't beat Memphis without their best player, then you're not that guy. You're not who we thought you were. See, here's wait, the thing wait, about Steph, wait, Curry. Also, Steph Curry. Steph Curry going to mess around and have like a, a, a Ray Allen or John Stockton type of lengthy-ass career, and he's going to be busting threes the entire time. So, like, fuck around, hot take. Just throw something in the air. If he's the all-time leading scorer at the end of his career, don't be surprised. 
Don't be surprised. Well, but, we're, t- we're talking about we're talking about playoff legacy, though. This is where, you know, people but make a name for themselves. You can't, you can't, legacy, you can't yeah, tell me – you can't tell me that you've been to the finals multiple times and you haven't won one MVP and you're the best player on the team. Exactly. KD got those from you. KD got those. Iguodala got those. You can't tell me you're the best player on the team and you enter the playoffs and your numbers drop. Whoa. First of all, that was LeBron's finals MVP. I'm tired of this Iggy narrative that he was. That was LeBron's MVP. I agree with you. He did deserve it. But that's Steph Curry. So you're telling me that you're, what, three-time champion with not one finals MVP? He wasn't the best player on the other two. <laughs> what? But it was his team. No, what? I mean, that's why I can't. Like, he was like, the, That's why. That's why the, I said the air quotes. It was his team. Like let, let. I mean, but again, but KD. If KD was the leader and and clearly it was his team, he would have stayed, right? They just a good. They just a good team. Steve Kerr run all that, and Draymond. They run all that. Draymond's that's team. KD bro. left. But to piggyback off Draymond real quick, the reason why the Warriors is losing all these games, and I've been saying it the whole playoffs, is because Draymond don't shoot. Nope. He don't shoot. Dude, nobody's guarding you within eight feet, and you over here looking to pass? And I don't know what happened to him, because in that Warriors run, he would shoot. I would. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't care where Draymond from, Saginaw, Flint. I don't care. I might fight Draymond if I was in the locker room with him. Because I promise you, DeMars know this. I don't care if you can't shoot. I just need you with the confidence. You could go 0 for 8. If I pass you the ball and you butt naked and you don't shoot, I'm going to chew you the hell out. I didn't did it multiple times before. Ask about me. I didn't did it. I didn't cuss people out. I don't care if you go 0 for 10. I just need to know you can shoot. Because guess what? They got to close out on you. You know what that means? More space for me to get buckets. Yeah, that's all I care about. I can get the rebound. I can do all that. I just need you to shoot. Mm-hmm. You got to shoot with confidence. Draymond don't do that, and it aggravates my soul. That's why they losing. He looking really like Ben Simmons right now. No, he, he turned into Ben Simmons. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what happened because early on in his career, that that war, he would shoot, mm-hmm. and it's like that's after that, I don't know what happened. He stopped that's shooting. Not, I guess we would say that he turned more into James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had to ha- actually have an offensive game and do that. No, but I'm just term- in terms of like he used to shoot, but now he just doesn't at all. Yeah, it's, it's and then, then now he he just runs the offense because he almost single handedly won them that game seven against Cleveland I when they, when Cleveland came no. back for three one. Draymond was keeping them in the game the entire time. Yeah, three pointers. And but. Kurt letting it happen is what's crazy to me. Draymond, we know you can shoot a straight on three. They be leaving you at the top of the key. Why? You don't ever look to Bruh, shoot. Bro, I've seen um... <laughs> Giannis shoots at the top of the key. Giannis don't. Yeah. Giannis can go 0 for 10, but he's going to shoot that thing. I yeah. saw, because, yeah, no, because it's a great point, Coach Face, because, I mean, if, if, you know, for our listeners, if you notice when Draymond gets it at the top of the key, his defender turns his back to him. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Like this ain't JV or, you know, church league where it's like, oh, you know, it's just participation and everybody don't know where they're going. Like this is the NBA. The man turned his back to Draymond and he's right there straight on. Like it, like that's, that that is mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. Really is. 
It is. That, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, Coach Pace has been putting that in our other group chat this whole time. We were like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, he's going to shoot eventually. It Game game two goes by. Game three no, but goes no, it's, by. No, I mean, cause, cause, and the thing is with the Warriors, I mean, we've seen, you know, they're, they're very much a, like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. So everybody has to kind of do their little part, including Draymond shooting. Because as, as we've seen, Steph and Clay has had a tougher time shooting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of it because they're they're being contested more than what they usually are. Mm-hmm. But affecting four, it's five four mm-hmm. yeah. right now on yeah. when they're on offense. Yeah, yeah. I just hate the fact that players nowadays they don't take that as disrespect. They just that's when we play our game because, like me, <laughs> it, leave me open at three. I don't care how bad I am. I'm you want to respect me at some point from the, right. from the three, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull up. <laughs> right. I'm gonna pull up like. Hey, if I go 0 for, 0 for 3, I might be 1 for 4 after this. And you're going like, okay, maybe I need to, you know, slide over a little bit. And then that's when you get in your playmaking bag. Yeah, you got to shoot that. Got to shoot that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Wow, that's, something, that's something for us to keep watching, you know, to, to see. I They'll probably make it out of this next round here yes, and play. But, like, they better. we'll see. They better. They better. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I know y'all like my we'll see. comment, but I'm I, I'm going to stand on that mountain. Well, I, I agree with you. If, if, I agree with you. If he's that dude, we've been holding every other player in the league to this standard. Every other great player that has touched the hardwood in the NBA, we have held them to that standard. Can you get it done? And when a team is wounded, you should be able to take them out if you're that guy. And you've already got question marks in your career as it is, as it pertains to closing the deal in the postseason. That's what separates, like, you know, there's tiers to greatness, right? That's what gets you to that next stratosphere of, of greatness. He's already great. I'm not going to take that from him. I'm not going to take that from him. But when we start comparing him to other cats, other great cats in the game, that's where we have to get nitpicky. And this is going to be an example of that. If he can't hey, come close on, it. Pace, cut it out. Cut it out. Come on, Keith. You know that's you, reason. You by the pat- no, because he, he was. It just bothers me. I'm not gonna lie to you. In this case right here, like this postseason, because Draymond not shooting, you can't do nothing when they play a four on five. Like, bro, but the, great, but the grace have to do what they got to do. Just like if when LeBron had Jr. had that blunder. We all acknowledge that, but also it's just like we expect Bron. Like, okay, well, you just have to close out an OT. No, absolutely not. No, bro, put 51 on. He did all. Yeah, I mean, but what I'm saying is when it went into OT, we don't look at that and be like, all right, well, JR, you got to make up for that. It's okay, Bron, what are you going to do? The greats, when they're faced with adversity, you have to overcome the shortcomings of other players. And Steph ain't doing that. What hasn't he? I'm just so confused at what he Look, did. You were you were leading the charge the past couple, you know, episodes talking about how everybody wants to put KD in the same light as as LeBron, but Absolutely. nobody holds him accountable. We're ho- all we're doing is holding Steph Curry accountable. Accountable in what regards? Compared to everybody, like what he every. Ain't, what he every Every playoff run they've been on and championship they won, he was not the reason. He was one of the reasons, but he was not the reason. And you're the best player on the team. It's your team. But 
What do you have to show for it? I'm, I'm trying to ask. So what y'all want to do? Average 30, 35, 37 and 7 and then be the best player? Like with Clay and, you know, all them. I, I, hear, I hear the point they're trying to because make. Because they're, they're also, it's like their offense is based around running gun shooting. So it's like I get y'all point, but at the same time, the way the offense is constructed, it's constructed like the Spurs. Wait, but why is he putting the numbers up in the regular season, but they drop in the playoffs? If it's the same offense, I mean, also in the playoffs, it's a lot more physical. Yeah. Let's 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 be real here. Like when you come out from screens, you ain't you ain't you ain't free balling. It's a hey, somebody's but, it, but he's a playmaker too. He's fragile. No, but he's a playmaker. So you could pass the ball. You have a you have an all time great shooter with Clay with you. Like there's sure, other ways we're creating excuses like, for stuff that, that, that and well we don't create excuses for Ron we didn't create excuses for Kobe Jordan KD like you're just being held accountable respectfully I ain't never put stuff in the words of Mike KD I mean well, Mike Ron none okay, of okay no well that we're, we're just going off of the narrative of everybody of the masses no, no but Coach Pace if that's if that's your opinion of stuff then that's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't put him in that stratosphere with them dudes. No, like, that's right? fine. That's None fine. I think there's, there's. Right. The is, I think to what. Right. So, I, like I, like I hear what y'all saying, but if we're all saying he's outside the ten, we're not even really looking at Steph like that. So we already are subconsciously had that knock against him. Regardless. Right. So, no, right. I. That's that's correct. I, I I agree with that, and I think but Coach JP three and Coach Murphy said there's. I think there's a lot of people that have stuff in that at number ten. We all seen it. I've seen it. Then so, we have to compare him to his peers, right? Right, like, and that's Andy, one of the things. Giannis is the Kawhi's and like the the great player, the LeBron, the great players of his generation. He's right. compared against. Right. Right now, if they were to lose, I was saying if they were to lose this series, then that has to be a huge blemish, a huge black yeah. eye. Also during also during his, the Golden State runs and his back to back MVPs, people were looking at him as the second best player in the league. No, some people had him better than LeBron. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I don't even got Steph better than Wade, but that's a whole nother kind. No, yeah, we're we're just going oh, over. Funny. We're just going off of the masses. We're just going yeah. off. If you okay. look at the masses, Steph's not better than Wade to me, but I know that's gonna be the hottest take of the year. Whoa, what was it? Well, I, and I think. <laughs> what was it? I do think with stuff. I don't think we got that much time. I don't think we got that much time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, because everybody, never mind. Well, I do think with stuff though, and let me ask you, Coach Pace and Coach Stare. So, you know, Steph is universally regarded as the best shooter of all time. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Draymond point. However, this series, the best three-point shooter of all time, best shooter of all time, made the most threes of all time. One of the highest percentages of all time. My man's shooting 31%. That's not good. And to, to Coach JP3's point, if they lose, I don't think they will. So this is all a hypothetical conversation. But if they do lose a series and Ja wasn't there, because it wasn't like if Ja was healthy and he's just going off, and it's like, man, Ja's man. He's the next face of the league. All right, well, hold up. I got a wow. question. I got a, I, got a, I got a response and I got a question. With what you just said, give me a percentage, like zero to 100, of how likely you think they are to lose this last game. Like, lose this series. How likely do you think? 
based on how they're playing, I give it, I give it like 35, 40%. Okay. Okay. So based on how they're playing, so, I don't think they should be in this position, no but they should be in this position. No, yeah, I give them, time, I give them like a. I don't think they're above the the uh, the Grizzlies have above at least a fifty one percent chance. You don't even think this is gonna really be a game. Like, no, no, that's that's not that's not the point. We're just talking hypothetically speaking. That's we're just talking. We're just saying hypothetically speaking. We were talking if that about, were the case. Do you yeah, think that yeah. would have? Do you think there should be some at least talk about stuff like, hey, like he. He kind of came up short a little bit in this series. Do you think that's fair? Or you think if that's they unfair? got eliminated? Then yes, that's what that's what I'm asking. Think, that's what I we're saying. Think yeah, that happening. Well, because okay. the, the the thing is, like, they almost lost the last game, the first game that Ja wasn't there. The Warriors had to come back late in the fourth quarter to win that game without Ja. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so every time that the Warriors have won, the Grizzlies has basically fumbled the bag to give them the game. I got I got one more I got one more point to to put on Steph to I feel like to put a you know a nail in the coffin is that think of it this way in the the three one comeback series uh, for the Cavs some people discredit Bron because of Draymond was out he missed mm-hmm. Game Five and they said oh that was a stimulus package if if Draymond was there they would have lost that series. But Steph was still on the court. Mm-hmm. Is Draymond better than Steph? No. Is Draymond your third, what third best player on that team? He was the third, maybe. Yes. Unless yeah, he, was third, he would be third because I mean it would be Steph, Clay, Draymond, then Harrison. I think Harrison Barnes was still there at that point in time. Um, but overall, I think. But to I think overall, it just depends on how you view stuff. Because Coach Stair, Coach Page, you're clear. You're like, y'all, he's not in that upper echelon. He's a great player, but he's not in that upper echelon. So I think what you guys are saying is fair in terms of, like, well, if they lose, like, well, it's fine. Because I don't think he's, like, an all, like, he's not upper echelon, top 10, top 12 player anyway. So, like, whatever, which is fair. But there are those who have Steph as a top 10 player right now. And or at if, least right outside the top. At least right outside that. Close. And if, you know, for those that think that, then, you know, if they lose a series, I don't think they will, but if they lose a series and then to say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all need to do some research or something because that debate is not going to be good. <laughs> so, yes, it's, it's all about how you view the player. You know, same thing – with Giannis and we were talking about that and KD and everything. So like there's, there's, yeah, it, it just depends on how high you rank them and how you see them. If you already, if you already don't think KD is top 12, top 15, then all right, we'll forget about that. And so what I was saying is like, it, regardless, it, even if you have him outside of that, he still has something to lose. If you had him at 12 and they lose a series, I don't think he should be 12 anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and especially if you have Giannis go to the finals even if he loses in the finals and has a really good series, got, and even if he wins, then we got to talk about, like, what's the order of that outside the top ten then? Mm-hmm. You can't put Steph in front of him then. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, everyone has something to lose. Some have more to lose than others, depending on where you have them. But Steph has something to lose here. So, um, anyway, we're going to switch. You can't say he's not thinking about 
you know, the fact that KD got swept and, you know, there's that narrative of, oh, y'all wouldn't have won those other two rings without KD. Mm-hmm. It, you can't tell me that they ain't scrolling around in that locker room and they want to prove that. But, uh, and, yeah. And before we move, like, I'm assuming we're going to move on to the NFL. Yeah. But case in point, Boston just won. Yep. But Giannis dropped 44, Whew. 20, and 6 in a <laughs> loss. No, so, it was that good. Anora's right. It, it was that good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like yeah, I mean, without four, without without Chris Middleton, without Chris, and that was the biggest thing going into this series. Because to Coach Natty T's point, he's like, "Hey, if you're the best player in the league, you don't have your player. Let's see what you can do." I'm pretty sure he's averaging like 39. <laughs> he's probably averaging like 39, like 15, and whatever. I don't know. I'm just making that I up. No, like, and that's and then for me, that's that's even with if you're a great player, if you're considered a great player, even to coach paces point in a way right like in this game they lost but it's like man like he did everything that he could what he said about lebron like man you you had 51 8 and 12 in that first game it's like well i know the overtime but i mean you can criticize overtime but like man my man did have 51 points but if lebron had 15 points in that game (laughs) and they lost like that's where it makes it sound like real cool, but they had a multi multi game in a series, forty and ten. Uh, it was Shaq, Giannis, uh, I think Wilt, and like Bill Russell. I mean, that's nuts, man. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have a bag. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my he's God, also a uni- he's a unicorn. So like, that's why all the best players are like. Six eight and above, six nine and above. It's because like now all of them are guards at yeah. six nine, six eight, six nine. Giannis really only got two three moves, but you can't really guard him, and he's too strong for anybody. So it's like it's kind of hard to make any case for guards except Cove, of course. But yeah, I mean, so okay. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. We're going we're going to keep it moving for the. <laughs> We'll we'll save it for afterwards. I know there's some stuff you got to get off. I'm just going to say real quickly. Yes, I I agree that, um, yeah, KD came up short in these playoffs, and that's why we've been so hard on him. Last year, he was the best scoring duo in NBA history, apparently. The most skilled backcourt in NBA history, apparently. Now, when they lost to the Bucs last year, you had a Harden who had a hamstring issue, but KD balled. He balled out in those playoffs. So everyone was like, man, well, KD did his job, you know, like they gave him the benefit. So it's like I gave KD the same grace, like, hey, well, you had a really good game. You had a really good series and you really didn't have the support and you and you barely lost. Like, that's what's up. Like, sometimes that happens. Mm -hmm. But you bring in 16 points, you bring in 15 points, you bring in 20 points. (laughs) I'm looking at you differently now because now you didn't come up with that A game that you just came up with a year ago. And you lost. So that's that's kind of how I juxtapose those things. So Giannis, I'm not going to be too hard on him because he did his thing. And he doesn't have his number two. But if Giannis has 16 points and they got blown out, then I'm going to be like, Giannis didn't show up today. Nope. Simple as that. Okay. Anyways, going to the NFL. The NFL schedule. 
man, this this episode took a sharp left turn. But I love it. I love it. Because we're hey, going man. off script. We're going to debate, man. That's how it goes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Uh, so we wanted to drop a little bit of, of, of an NFL nugget in the show uh, to get ready for the season. The schedule was released. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, who's got the easiest schedule, who's got the hardest schedule. Uh, what are some great games that we're going to look out for? And so for the most part, we're going to cover since, you know, uh, most of us are have a fan, you know, our fandom of a team. We're going to cover our teams. And then Coach Natty T is going to talk about some of the games that stands out in the schedule. So um, I, I hate to do this. I'm going to go ahead, give it to my fellow Pennsylvania people in here, Coach Darren, Coach Murph. Go ahead and talk oh, about Philly. I should have let the champ go first. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. The disrespect. <laughs> you took the hat off and I forgot. I'm sorry. That's my bad. My bad. Put the hat back on. Put the hat back on. I forgot. Put the championship. There, there. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going we gonna to go. Go ahead, champ. Talk to us about your Rams who have said that they have the hardest schedule. What do you think is going to happen with the Rams this season? I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't even be sorry. And this is me being objective as all get out. Do not – me being a fan, we're going to the playoffs and we're going to repeat. But me being objective, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we went nine and eight. I'm not even gonna lie to you because our schedule is so crazy tough. Like, man, there's, there's, I mean, we got the Falcons, um, we got Carolina, and outside of them two, maybe three, because we got the Cardinals. You know, we got San Fran. Um, I, it remains to be seen if Debo plays or not. Because if Debo don't play, you can book him. You can book them two games for us. But if he do play, I'm sorry. I don't know. Seattle, you know. And then you got Seattle. Dude, those are two gimmies, of course. But Seattle and Seattle is always tough regardless. Um, but outside of that, bro, we got a straight gauntlet all season long. I'm sorry. It's like a combined win percentage. Everybody is like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Everybody is almost like. 60% win percentage, which is crazy in itself. Um, me being objective, I think we're going to have a winning season regardless. I would say I wouldn't be surprised if we only get nine wins and win a division. But at the same time, I think we're getting double-digit wins and we're going back to the boat. I don't care. Hey, Philly fans, go ahead. I'm still the champ. Too. I don't. I think y'all got it. I think y'all got seven. I see seven off rip. You definitely beat the Seahawks twice. Yeah, like I, I got you beating the Seahawks twice. I got you beating. I have y'all beating the the Cardinals twice because in for game three you have no D Hop, and then in game ten they always play like trash in the back end of the season. Anyways, you mentioned Carolina. I mean, y'all beat the Cowboys. You'll beat the Falcons. Uh, I mean, we'll see what the Saints turn out to be without you know Sean Payton. So y'all have some stuff. Green Bay. I mean, I just – we'll see what <laughs> Aaron Rodgers could do in this offense. But, I mean, I think y'all, y'all have objective. more than – I feel like – Y'all, y'all really give me too much hope right now. Y'all give me too much hope right now. Like, y'all, hey. y'all, have the, y'all have the defending champs, and there hasn't been that many changes to y'all's team. <laughs> so, like, y'all pretty much running back with the same team minus okay. Robert Woods. But Robert Woods, that's, right that's now. a blessing and a curse. Cause look what the Bucks did. They brought twenty-two starters back. It was like, oh, we gonna run it back, isn't it? But they made like, they they made more changes though, cause they brought in Allen Robinson. I don't like some of the interior linemen that we lost personally. 
I, I don't know why, but I don't like like some of the guys we lost because we couldn't re-sign them. Um, I don't like some of the linemen we lost. And they picked like, up Bobby Wagner. Hey, that was a good picture. Listen, we we pull money out. Listen, we in LA, baby. That's all I'm gonna say. We in LA. We ain't got no tax bracket. <laughs> we ain't got no. Hey. No, to, but to your point though, Coach. Just sign Debo if we need him. Tell him come yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> I ain't got money like that. If if hey. I do think the Rams, if the, the good thing about them and the kind of the culture they created, like you know, if they if things ain't going right and they need to make a trade, they'll do it. <laughs> Mid season, like they don't care. So I look at it this way: we get we get people paid. So if Debo want to come over here, sign out one year real quick, you know what I'm saying? Hey, he can come mid-season. We ain't got to have him for the whole season. Come, we'll let you play. Woo, woo, woo. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we'll get you out the door. We'll have you making 20, 30 mil a year, like five, five miller. He stole money. He stole money. Crazy. Stole money. Crazy. Oh, yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's going on with the Rams. Yeah, I, I do agree. Yeah, that Green Bay game doesn't look as tough this year as it would have in past years. Um. But yeah, <laughs> but we going back to the bowl. That's all I really <laughs> Back to the bowl, baby. See y'all. Hey, see Philly in an NFC championship game. All right. Well, that's a good segue. They're going to see y'all. Coach there, Coach Pace. I mean, Coach Murph, you think you're going to make it, make it to the NFC championship game? Um, On paper, they sh- have the capability of doing it. We just have to see how Hurts uh you know progresses this season um they have the talent to do it they have the talent to do it on both you know both ends you got the defense you got the offense I mean that we really didn't the special teams is solid but I mean with the pickups you made you get a steal in the Kobe Dean in the third round you trade up you get <laughs> you get Jordan Davis I mean you pick up AJ Brown you already have Devontae Smith, you got Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, like, you still got Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, so, like, you have the core team, made a lot of improvements, uh, you, you have to, you have to make some type of, you have, my expectation is you have to win at least, uh, you know, one playoff game, you'll win the playoff, I mean, you'll make the playoffs, you'll win the, <laughs> this guy put on his jersey, uh, you, you'll win the division. I got them looking at the schedule. They should go 12 and five this season, uh, which will be more than enough to, to win the division. And then you just got to, it's really just focusing on the playoffs. Mm-hmm. See how Jalen Hurts performs in the postseason. Yeah. 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 Coach there. Um. See, I am. Unfortunately, not a Jalen Hurts fan, but we are going to see. Wait, wait you're a Carson Wentz fan, but not a Jalen Hurts fan? Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, yeah, he wins games, but it is painful to watch. <laughs> like, it is truly painful to watch him play quarterback. Because I've seen him stand in that pocket. He's a drug dealer. <laughs> I've seen him stand in that pocket. I've seen him look off Smitty, look off Goddard, say, all right, Rager, win us the game versus the Giants. And he dropped it. So, like, in terms of – and the reason why I say I'm a Carson Wentz fan is because the Carson Wentz that I believe he can be capable is always going to be that MVP Wentz. I'm sorry. 
I, I'm a believer because I've seen it with my he, own two eyes. With the Colts, though, and he had no, 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 a better no, no, team no, no, no. than when he went on that run. Lost to Jacksonville to end the season. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I, I was going to call this podcast to address all that. Because when he lost that game to Jacksonville, I said, "Yo, they're gonna come back. They go." <laughs> You do sound like Skip Bayless right now. <laughs> you really do. I gotta come back and clear my name because I was like, you know, I've been I'm riding with my man Carson. But I feel like Jalen Hurts lost his job to Tua. Tua can't throw past 20 yards. Like, That's come college. on. Like, why you lose your job to Tua? That's college. How did you win? How do you win your games? Because you're rushing for a 60 to 70 yards a game. That's what's up. Because they're daring you to throw the ball. They're daring you to throw the ball. And I don't think he's fully capable of doing that. But I'm more impressed by this defense that we just built. Like, this defense with with sl- big play slay. We got N'Kobe Dean, the steal of the draft. Heard it here first. Michael Parsons of this year. We got Archie Wait, what? to go crazy. We got uh, Kaiser White. Wait. What? You don't, think, you don't think our defense is about to go crazy this year? No, the, the Kobe Dean? Yes. Michael Parsons? Yes. He's about to wreak havoc. I'm telling you. Listen, we're going to get you tested. We're going to get you tested. <laughs> I promise you. Hey, man, you don't don't say that. And this happens. Just go for me. It's only the best strands of it. I'm trying to tell you. we about to go 12. Probably, we'll probably ring off 12. We'll ring off 12. How many games you got, Coach Murray? I only, I, only, oh, I, I said twelve and five. Twelve, twelve. Okay, so both. Mm-hmm. At least you agree on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the only thing we agree. That Carson Wentz and that Kobe Dean, Michael Parsons thing. Like, now I speak for Philly fans here on now, man. You got to chill out a little bit. <laughs> you got to, you got to chill. So, Coach, there, I'm, I'm really interested because I didn't know this about you. Uh, so, I, I, I'm gonna put, the, I'm gonna use a different, a different example here. What up, dude? So. Let's just say you're in a relationship for, let's just say, about four or five years. All right. That first year of the relationship is absolutely amazing. Right. And then the next next handful of years. You know, the spark ain't there like it was anymore. She you know, she ain't talking to you like she used to. She y'all ain't going out like you used to. You know, you catch her looking at other guys in public. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You go out there. Mm-hmm. So how do you evaluate that relationship based on the information I just gave you? So looking at that relationship, I think it's still hope. I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping, dog. He hasn't it's left better yet. Days. And when they're better days, you got to hold on to the better days. No. Not every day is going to be good. And especially, I mean, I forgave him. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, when he was in the little precast. How he did not give him a receiver. How and when he was in New England, who was his number one receiver? Michael Pittman. Like, T.Y.'s washed. I mean, all you really gotta do is hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, of course. But we don't have that in Philly. So when he was in Philly, he was balling, he was doing everything he could. With Nelson Aguilar as his number one receiver and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was his number one because he always threw the tight ends first. But Zach Ertz is viewed as a top five tight end was. at the time. Was. At that time, he was. And then with the team he made his run with 
it was just a solid team, top to bottom. That's why they were to step in. But what I'm saying what is, that was that was the last leg of Alshon Jeffries we got. That Super Bowl, and I loved him for it. But after that, I'm sorry. That don't give you an excuse to flop in, <laughs> in with the Colts, with your old coach that made you that MVP guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe in that whole narrative, but I think that I think that Carson Wentz is. We'll we'll, we'll see you Washington. This is last stop. This is last chance. Don't be shocked. That's all I say. Wait, so. Nah, man. We don't have an interview. Not, not with have, the Commodores. Wait, do you have man. anything? Not with the Commodores, you, man. Is there anything? <laughs> the can, what do you What do you expect? How do you view this Washington team based off the, the Philly team he had and the Colts? Like, what would be your excuse for this team? Because he has receivers. Has receivers. He has two. He has two. They have a decent running game. We'll see. Decent defense, too. Decent, decent defense. defense. Chase is going to come so, back. I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the Washington, whatever, the comrades are second in division. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Okay. Flag that. Yeah, flag on a play. I need to. He need, he like need, you know what? This is he needs a guarantee wall because he's been saying a lot. Hey, a lot I'm of trying stuff. to. I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll pull up with my chuck button. Be like, hey, I guarantee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see him being? You see him being Philly at all this year? <laughs> you think with Philly, and that's why, like, I'm tentative with that twelve. I can flirt with eleven because we lose dumb games and we do it all the time. And I'm not sold okay, on Nick Sirianni. So you consider Washington being a dumb game to lose? Absolutely. We uh division game. I wonder why. And who's the quarterback of that case. dumb team? I rest my case. Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I, I think it's definitely not going to be Jerry's team because was it since there hasn't been like a repeat champion in the NFC lease or East, whatever you want to call it, since least. Well, like two thousand four. That was Philly. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not going to be Jerry's team. So, yep. you know, I guess you do have a better chance there. Especially Commodores. Right <laughs> yeah. And um, so I'll give it to you, Coach, there. You are. You are an loyal. You are loyal. You know, loyal. When did you become a Philly fan? How long have you been a Philly fan? I've been a Philly fan since sixth grade. So Donovan McNabb, wow. Todd Pinkston, uh, yeah. Luke Stan. I was just, I was just checking the temperature, man. I was just, <laughs> I had to, had to see. Yeah, no, nah, oh, no, I can, I can attest. Coach, Coach, there, and his sister, they, they, they hardcore, they hardcore yeah. Philly fans. Yeah, they about that life. Yes, I, I can understand. So all the, the hopeful conversations that have happened here, um, <laughs> I don't have the same mentality uh you know i for those of you that may not listen you know to the show as, as much yeah i renounced my fandom to the dallas cowboys several episodes ago um i'm recovering nicely uh you know i'm, I'm beginning to get my confidence back you know and, and, and my self-esteem uh because the cowboys definitely <laughs> don't care about me so why should i care about the cowboys jerry talks about them being creative in the draft and everything like that and look what happened there struck out you know what I'm saying? So I, yes, I, I was in an abusive relationship with the Dallas Cowboys. And now I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I'm living a single life. Um, so 
But now I found this other girl, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who um, I actually always respected them and over the years because of their history um, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I've said that on other shows. I won't belabor that point. Uh, but it's not looking good for us this season. Uh, so, you know, money making Mitch, we'll see what he can do. Um, but we start off the season playing the defending AFC champions, L. Uh, playing the Patriots, Mac Jones another year under this belt. That's a toss-up game. That's a toss-up game. I'll give us one win there. Okay, we'll, we'll take that one. We'll take that one. Now, Deshaun Watson gets suspended for, you know, the first part of the season. We're beating the Browns in week three. So that's two wins. We're looking good. Jets will probably beat them. All right, we're on a hot streak. <laughs> then we hit the Buffalo Bills, L. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, L. Miami Dolphins, that's actually going to be a tough game. I can't say that, that, that we're going to come out on top on that one because the, the Dolphins have been one of the offseason winners, I believe, as far as, um, you know, getting, you know, Tyreek Hill and, and everyone. So that's a toss-up game. Eagles, L. I ain't going to front. We're going to lose to y'all. Uh, Saints, we could probably pull off the Saints win. We're going to lose to the Bengals again. Um, I think Matty Ice and, and what they built there in Indianapolis, we're going to lose to the Colts. We'll beat the Falcons, hopefully. The Ravens will probably beat us. We'll beat the Panthers. We'll lose to the Raiders because they are one of the biggest offseason winners too. We'll probably lose to the Ra Ravens again. And Deshaun Watson should be back by the time uh, for the last game of the season to play uh, the Steelers. So we're going to lose that game if Deshaun plays. This is going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing season as a head coach. I'm saying it right now. And it's, it's not his fault. I'm not going to point the finger at him. If, he, if he's able to pull off a, a, a 500 or a winning season at, at, at this, then shh. That he might be my favorite coach ever if he's able to do that. I just don't see it happen. The AFC is so stacked. It's hard to have a big setback at the quarterback position and expect to, to be relevant the following year. So I mean, you guys got them losing every game yes. <laughs> in their division. You don't think that I think he he's good enough to split with the Ravens at least once. All right. That still equals a losing season for us. <laughs> if we split with the Browns. If we split with the Browns and split with the Ravens, we still will end up losing the season. That's us, what, seven and 10. We're looking at like seven and 10 or eight and nine. You don't believe in, in TJ Watt to steal y'all a couple games? No. It's hard to, it's, I mean, it's just hard for me to picture Mike Tom having a losing season. So for some reason, I feel like he'll find a way to pull off nine. Because somebody's going to make a mistake. Some team, I mean, you got to factor in injuries. Like, I I don't know. I just Injuries, of course, are, are the wild card that could shift all of this. But I look at Mike Tomlin, you know, people are like, he pulled off with Duck Hodges as a starting quarterback and Mason Rudolph in some years. Yes, that was excellent coaching and everything. But what was his division like at that time? It was Baltimore that was good. Cincinnati was not, and Cleveland was so-so, right? So at least you can bank on, oh, I could probably get four games off of my division alone, 
we go out and pick up a couple extra wins, beat up on some other teams outside of the division, and we should be good to go. Well, they don't have that luxury anymore because they can easily be the worst team in the division this year, easily. So I'm scared, man. I'm going to rock with them still, though. I'm going to root for them every game, but it's not looking good for us. It's not. It's not. Coach Natty T, what are your some of your highlight games that, that you're looking forward to watching this season? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, probably the one I'm most looking forward to is just the, uh, you know, Packers Chiefs. And <laughs> I do like how they did it earlier in the season this time because hopefully Aaron is available. You know, there's no vaccine mandate non-mandate stuff that's going to happen this year so hopefully he'll actually be available to play um and hopefully you know Mahomes is not injured this time um because it's I think they've tried to put them on the schedule the past like three years and then one of them's been gone every time so it'll be interesting at least see it once um the state farm championship as as I like to call it um (laughs) and then really I'm really looking forward to all the you know AFC West games because man I mean because with you know that division is loaded so you know I really want to see you know how Russell Wilson kind of comes on with the with the with the Broncos interested to see how the Chiefs kind of reconfigure and recontool their offense without a Tyreek Hill I still think it'll be good um, but obviously it'll be a little different Um, obviously the Raiders and then the Chargers, you know, there's a lot of talk about Justin Herbert and, you know, a lot of people think he's, you know, top five quarterback and all that, but he hasn't been to the playoffs yet. So, you know, can we actually see something from him, some consistency out of him as well? Um, and there's a few Bills games that, you know, because I think they play, they obviously they play Rams the first game. That's going to be a phenomenal game. I can't wait for that. Um, you know, they play the Buccaneers, play the Chiefs. So for me with Josh Allen, I for him to take the next step, we need to see some consistency out of him. Because I think he definitely did his thing in the playoffs last year. Um, but I always bring this up when we talk, because I'm like, if he was just a little bit more consistent last year, because remember, like, he had, like, that no-touchdown game at Jacksonville. And he had, like, these, like, weird – you know, no touchdown, three interception games at Atlanta, just random. But I, I bring up the Jacksonville game because if he would have won that game. He scores one touchdown and they win that game. They're playing the Chiefs at home in that playoff game. Maybe they, maybe if they're at home, maybe they get that coin toss and they're off to the AFC championship game. So it's like literally like those little things can come back to bite you. So you know, hopefully I want to see him kind of take that next step and have like a consistent season. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe even like an MVP-S type season this year. So we'll see. But those are the matches I'm looking at. What are and y'all obviously, so, what do you say? I was going to say, what did y'all, well, go ahead and finish because mine is just different. No, 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 I was done. I mean, I just think, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Because obviously, you know, once the season starts, there's always like that, like, surprise team that kind of comes out of nowhere and ends up being good so you know and obviously those games end up being like kind of marquee games as well so I still I I know it's it's just the schedule but I'm trying to get a feel for 
who I think that team is because always there's always like that one dark horse team, but I guess we'll still have some time to figure that out. What is y'all's uh, early Super Bowl winners slash matchups? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Rams Bills. They begin the season playing each other, end the season playing each other. That would be yeah. I, I just feel as though that the Bills have been there like so much, and they they were attentive in fixing what cost them the season last year I can only see Josh Allen developing even more just becoming more consistent in who we believe he can be mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll probably give it to the Bills Bills to beat the Rams in the Super Bowl mm. okay all right coach Pace how you feel about that what you got Hey, man, the whole city of Cincy was disappointed, so the whole city of Buffalo can be disappointed, too. <laughs> you know, Rams versus everybody. Who do you have as your matchup? Who do you think they'll play in the Super Bowl? It don't matter. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> man. See, I want to say the Bills – but at the same time, they lose whenever I expect them to win. Like, I promise you, I expected them to get one stop on Patrick Mahomes. Granted, but I expected one stop. Like, I wasn't expecting you to do anything outside of the ordinary. All you had to do was stop him once. That's it. <laughs> they addressed that in the offseason, though. They picked up some more defensive players that that should aid them in their, <laughs> in their struggles. Listen, hey, like they said, hey, you picked up some more players, but at the same time, guess what? You know, Tampa thought they was about to come back and replete with the same players, and it does not pan out like that. We never know what injuries. You know, I'm not even sure what the Rams with injuries because we're not as deep as we were last year getting rid of some people. So it's like I want to say the Bills, but at the same time, I can't get my hopes up because, you know, Every time I get my hopes up with them, they always tend to lose something they shouldn't lose. Coach there, who you got in the Super Bowl? Early pick. In Super Bowl, um, I think just because they're going to run through their division and they're going to have a lot of confidence coming off of last year, I got to give it to the Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals-Rams rematch, and I think I think them Bengals might, might get the best of y'all in the court. <laughs> That's why we about to drug test you after this. <laughs> I promise you, we're going to take you to rehab, too. We, we got the GoFundMe. We're going to start it right after this. I promise you. Hey, well, Coach JP3, do we have, like, a uh, a coach's box fund? Because, you know, with the Super Bowl being in Arizona, I could be an on-field correspondent. Also, Game 7 <laughs> – for the Suns, Mavs matchup is going to be here. I mean, Luch. let's let's hey, get all you in there. Is a press pass. Oh man, it's about to be I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not looking forward to Super Bowl weekend being out here. Or like, I am, but I'm not because I know how crazy it's about to be out here. Yeah, it's it's gonna be wild. You 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 probably wouldn't want to leave your house. 
It, well, this thing, it's in, they, they, it's in Glendale, and I live in Phoenix, so that's the good thing about it. But mm-hmm. we may be moving a lot to of Glendale, so that, that's going to be tough if we live in Glendale. All I'm going to say is we got 99 and no one else does. That's all I really care about. We got 99 and no one else does. That's true. That's true. Coach 92, who's your Super Bowl picks? Well, just to be fun and different, I'm just going to pick two other teams. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> I'm going to pick – because the obvious pick is the Bills, but – I don't know. I just feel like that would be a boring pick because that's going to be obvious. Uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. We knew that wasn't going to happen. You could have <laughs> said somebody else. And then I'm going to go with Tampa Bay because I feel like the way they set up the schedule, you know, Tom Brady already signed this Fox deal. I think Fox is doing the Super Bowl this year, if I'm not mistaken. I'd rather you said the Ravens because they're getting everybody back healthy. You said the Dallas. I don't like what the Ravens have done with their offense. They got no receivers. None. Yeah, and you lost Hollywood. Yeah, they ain't got no receivers. I don't like – I don't like – I think they're – I don't want to say they're setting up Lamar, but I think hey, they're hey, doing an injustice yeah, to Lamar. You should have said the Browns versus Tampa. Hey, conspiracy, they're trying to drive down the price for Lamar. I'm trying to drive down the price. They made no offensive difference at all. Last season, he's going to struggle this season. He's an MVP. He has a Madden cover. He's the face, one of the faces of the leagues. They're trying to drive the price down. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They can't be a black man. To me, something like something's off about that. Like, something's off about that. Because, again, like, I understand they have a, a run-heavy offense, obviously. But I'm like, dude, you you have to evolve a little bit, man. They don't, want nobody, they don't want nobody kicking in. They don't want the person that's kicking in with Kodak Black to be the face of the league. Come on now. Man. <laughs> best friend, your best friend is Kodak Black? Come on. I'm just like, you know, so I would love to pick the Ravens. But I'm just like, some something's – Something's off about that. I'm like, you made no offensive additions, like none. Nah, yeah. I ain't feeling it. I mean, that that's I, I think I said on another show. People look at the Ravens and say, man, just a very consistent, you know, organization, such you know, a, a stand-up, solid, you know, you know, group. They they always are are in the mix, they're always, you know, looking at, at moves and say, Well, actually, if you look at the last four years, like what have they actually done to change their roster? How have they been one of the most, you know, great organizations in the NFL? They haven't been. A defense. That defense and Harbaugh's, you know, his offense that he cooks up. Uh, but they're not going to do it. Yeah. Man, they, they ain't nothing. Hey, they going. I'm gonna be just like that that kid that be at the Miami games. Like, hey, I can confirm, dog ain't cooking up nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. All right, I'm gonna have a little fun too. Um, I'm gonna pick um, Raiders Bucks for the Super Bowl. Raiders Bucks. I I don't. Do I believe that with my whole heart? No. But um, I love what the Raiders did in the off season. 
I know they're in a very tough division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how the season pans out, man. If they get the right situation going on there and they gel like we, we expect them to, they're going to be they're going to be a tough out. Um, they were a tough yeah. out last year with the roster that they had. You, you got Devontae and Darren Waller, boy. Yeah. Man. Like, because it's it's not the, the the thing about their division is it's a little bit more offensive heavy. So it's like we're not talking about staunch defenses that can stop what they put together in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have you're gonna have some shootouts, I guess. But the Raiders have also addressed the defensive side of the ball a little bit too. They desperately needed it, and they did. They made the best defensive moves in that division. So if you look at the games that they're playing there, they have the best shot at pulling out those games. They have the best running back. Do they have the best right? Re- Oh, yeah. Austin Eckler? Absolutely. It, 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 is, is the best in that division, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Because you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Josh the Jacobs. committee. Josh ja- yeah, Josh Jacobs. I, Josh I, I don't Jacobs. know. I, I, don't, I don't know about They didn't pick, they didn't pick up his option, so I know they about to run him into the ground. <laughs> Bro, well, they Jerry, picked Jerry, his option because they, 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 they had to pay Adam. <laughs> Yeah, okay. so, like it's either do I do I sign this guy or do I pass on Adams? You got to take Adams. You just got to do that. Yeah. But um, I think I think Jacobs would be considered the the best second. back in the position. Yeah, I think he's cool, second man. to Austin Eckler. I think he's second. Yeah. So they have the second best running back in the division with Tyreek Hill gone. Was that they have the best receiver in the division? I reckon right? have to be gone for him to be the best receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's also true. And they have, you know, second best tight end in the division. So you have Kelsey and then you have Waller. So, I mean, this it's looking this is looking pretty good. It's looking pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Derek Carr, I mean, you know, he's not elite, but, I mean, he can definitely sling it, though. Yeah, he's a quarterback, though. Yeah, he can sling it. He's second, right, second-ish. Because Russell Wilson hasn't been able to finish a season. He well, uh, he's declined in the second half of the season. Can't argue that. MVP Russ at the start, the finish. P. Yeah. Why, uh, uh, you know, Jerry Judy just got arrested too. So. Yeah, he did. Oh, so. Dude. Oh, yeah. yeah he did. That, you know, that, that ah, might throw it off. So, Derek Carr is going to be the second Never best mind. in that division. I forgot. I forgot yeah. about that. Never mind. That changes everything. Jerry yeah. Judy. Right. <laughs> he got DV too. Yeah. With a DV with some mail, it was yeah. It's domestic, something added on to that that make it worse than actual DV. It too. was domestic yeah. violence and withholding property was the second. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah I don't does. think he playing this season. He yeah. not playing this season. He might not play next season. Is wow. Alvin gonna play too? Huh? Didn't, didn't Al Kamara get jammed up? No, nah, he out. Well, he out now, but you know yeah, that, yeah. that's still ongoing. But we'll see. Yeah, that's pending. Yeah, he'll if anything, he'll probably miss like three games. Yeah, maybe. Hey, but we need to put some respect on Keenan Allen. I, I like Devontae and all that, but we. Yeah, so, no, no, Keenan Allen, he's great, but Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams is better. Uh, weapon wise, if you're talking about receivers, I will give it to the Chargers because I feel as though that him and. Mike Williams is just a better tandem than Adams and what Renfro. So real quick on the Chargers, I mean, they have talent, man. And they've always had talent. 
But it's just, I don't know what it is. They just can't. Yeah. It's very Cowboys esque. Like, they just can't, like, put it together. Cowboy West. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Like, because they are talented. And then even the defense, I mean, they got, got Khalil mm-hmm. Mack. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, I mean, Bosa. Bosa, yeah. Yeah, you got Bosa. I mean, Asante and then you got, um, what's his name? Uh, Derwin James coming back. Asante Samuel. I think Casey Hayward. No, he ain't there no more, but. They got another corner on the other side. They got they got some players, man. But it's like it's just he obviously Herb Herbert's very talented, but I, I don't know. And it's always like close games. You never really see them get blown out. There's like they're playing, they're going back and forth, and then it's like uh, they end up losing at the end of the game. Every year is the same thing. So I, I don't know. We'll see. So the Raiders have a good shot at this, man. They do. No, they have a very good, good shot. shot. Yeah, it should be their division to lose. Even though it will be a close one, but it should be their division. Man, this has been a great episode, y'all. For those of y'all listening, thank you for stepping into the coach's box again. And we have a lot of new material for future episodes here. We have a lot of little debates. Coach Stair, we definitely want you to come back to participate in those. So we're going to hook that up. Oh, I wasn't even high this time. Did you want to give a shout out to your podcast before we wrap hey, up? Um, I'm not gonna give a shout out to my podcast, but I am gonna give a shout out to my uh my girls, my lady Bengals just won the county championships. Shouts to my track squad. Yes, sir. We got more to come. As Kobe said, jobs not done. Regional champs, state champs. We going, we going to get the triple crown. Uh, shouts to B by E, uh, record company. I'm just wearing the merch. Got to support a friend, and I got to support y'all because. Loving the content, loving what y'all doing. Keep it up. And I'll come back anytime with the crazy takes. That's what I do. (laughs) We appreciate that, man. So behalf of all the coaches here on the Coaches Box, have a blessed and safe weekend. See y'all next week. Peace.